This is episode 35 of the Rethink Podcast. In this episode of the Rethink Podcast, we interview Michael Barber about rethinking your email marketing strategy for 2017 and beyond. Michael is the founder of Barber & Hewitt. He was one of the many great speakers who presented at the Portland stop of the Digital Summit series. If you have a chance to see Michael present, I recommend it. I also attended his pre-conference workshop entitled Make Email Great Again with an actual plan on how to do that. For years, folks have been predicting the end of email. Instead, just the opposite is happening. It continues to have the best ROI. It is the preferred way folks want to hear from us and people are checking their email more than ever. Despite this great opportunity, marketers are screwing it up or mailing it in. Meanwhile, email providers, email apps, and even the governments are getting better at filtering what makes it into our inbox. If we keep screwing up, we're leaving money on the table. In our conversation, Michael shares his tips for how marketers can take advantage of this opportunity and make email great again. Enjoy the conversation, and we hope that you can get one or two takeaways that you can bring to your business. Welcome to the Rethink Podcast, brought to you by Acton Software. We chat with interesting professionals who are rethinking how they approach business strategy, marketing, sales, and more. Listen to get insightful, actionable tips. Before we get started, I want to make a request that you subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on iTunes so that we can get our show in front of other marketers. Also, Acton's iHeart Marketing Roadshow visits New York City, what? New York City on August 8th. We hope to see you there. You can learn more or register by visiting our events page on our website. Uh, if you can just tell me a little bit about who you are and uh, what your business is all about. Yeah, I'm Michael Barber from Barber & Hewitt. We are a small boutique ad agency based in Los Angeles, focused largely on strategy and planning for B2B brands. We're here today uh, in Portland, Oregon at the Digital Summit, uh, where you've given a couple presentations. Uh, and I was uh, lucky enough to attend your morning workshop uh, yesterday on making email great again. Uh, and can you just kind of talk about, you know, why email today, right? We're all talking about Snapchat and all these other things. Why is email still relevant? I mean, when you look at email, we've had basically customer touch points with emails for over 20 years at this point, 1996, right, was when Hotmail first came on the marketplace. And I think probably one of the things that's been extremely distracting for any marketer over the past five to seven years is we've largely taken our eye off of email. It's been a tried and true tactic that's been there forever. We have sort of neglected it, but at the same time, we continue to see incredible ROI from email. And two, we're starting to see even better engagement from email than we've seen in the last arguably 10 to 12 years. People are spending more time actually reading email and largely reading it in very different contexts, like on a mobile device or a tablet. And they're spending more time in their inboxes because they're constantly connected and on the go. And I think we've got those two opportunities, right? We've got a highly engaged audience and it continues to deliver ROI. But the issue that we're seeing is it's still a bit of a neglected, uh, a neglected sort of tactic. It's it's a bit of the redheaded stepchild for us as digital marketers, right? It's been there forever. We think we know what we're doing with it. It's sort of churn and burn, right? And we get through it. But there's a ton of opportunity that's available for us because it is such a mature channel that we could be taking advantage of, and we're we're not not all of us at least. And because we're not taking advantage of, what are some of the bad examples? How are marketers doing this wrong? 
There are so many uh, super long subject lines when you've got an audience that is, just wants to be engaged with and wants to connect right away. Uh, you're seeing really, really poorly designed campaigns. Uh, we know that the vast majority of people, over 50%, the first time they open your campaign, whether it's B2B or it's a B2C buyer, it doesn't matter. That's largely happening in a mobile device, but we've got multi-column layouts and small, tiny fonts and small buttons, right? all of these sort of bad experiences around email. We're getting one-size-fits-all campaigns, right? I'm getting campaigns from retailers that are for products that I don't even care about. Um, I am getting campaigns at times of day when I'm never going to be inside of my inbox and you're simply annoying me because you think you, ha I, you have my attention. There's all these different things that marketers are doing, I think, terribly, probably the worst of which is the volume of email that they're delivering, right? We think that because it's a channel that's very inexpensive, uh, that we can just deliver as many emails as possible and people are just going to pay attention. That's just not the case anymore. There's too many good tools out there for people to manage their inboxes. But they don't necessarily have to pay attention these days. In your presentation, you, to this point, you, you get at uh, how the devices and the internet service providers and, and people like that are getting smarter about this and they're recognizing what's essentially spam may not be legally spam. But uh, and they're gonna they're gonna start you're gonna start paying the price for doing this wrong. Is that can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, basically, everyone but marketers, for the vast majority of us, aren't getting smarter than the tools and the technology and even the governments that that are behind a lot of the the legislation that happens around spam. So. You've seen, of course, spam folders come to the marketplace over the past 10 years, starting with Gmail. And of course, we see that in Outlook or whatever inbox you're in now. Now, the basic spam folder has largely changed and really changed around reputational data in the last few years. So all of the major internet service providers, whether you're talking about Gmail, Hotmail, Yahoo, Barracuda, Comcast, all those big guys, all of them are layering on information based on what you're delivering into not only just that individual subscriber's box, but into everybody that you're touching within your campaigns. So they're looking, how often do people put you in folders? Do they uh, do a quick glance at your email? They view that as a kind of a negative signal. Uh, they're still looking at opens. They don't look at clicks. They're looking at a variety of different things to determine if you're actually gonna get into that holy grail, into that inbox, or if you don't, aren't, aren't getting into that inbox, you're getting quarantined, blacklisted into a spam folder. They're just getting very smart around those, those spam opportunities. Then you've got countries that are getting a lot more smart around privacy and data protection and providing laws that hopefully will protect consumers from spam mail. Uh, certainly here in the U.S. we've done nothing to evolve canned spam right since, it's, since it uh, came out. But particularly in the EU and within Canada and a few of our, our Australian neighbors are all doing really interesting things from a legislative perspective to try and stop a lot of the, the issues as it relates to spam. And they're getting really smart. And they're not only getting smart about what is spam, but they're also starting to get smart around actually punishing companies to the tune of tens of millions of dollars uh, to try and get them to stop these practices because they know how much consumers are just getting bombarded on a daily basis from all these different digital touch points that they're involved in on a daily basis. So you've got one side of the coin is technology getting a lot smarter. The spam folders are getting a lot smarter, layering on reputational data. You've got governments getting a lot smarter. And then even the device manufacturers are getting a lot smarter. Because we as marketers have largely buried our unsubscribe link all the way at the bottom in tiny six-point gray font, you're seeing iOS 10 and iOS 11, and then the new Android platform that's gonna be coming out in a few months. All of them are creating really easy ways for people to get that noise out of their inboxes. So it's coming at every angle. And the, the large theme, the, the, 
the impact for us as marketers is in one of, if not our most valuable channel as a digital marketer because of the high ROI that it can provide, we are slowly losing that real estate in that inbox because we're getting every single part and component that touches that inbox is getting better at keeping us out of it. Let me just uh, make sure I'm hearing this right, right? From the beginning of our conversation, uh, emails being read more than ever, uh, but if we're not doing it right, we're, our email's not going to even be seen in front of those people. Is that, yeah. is that correct? Exactly. If we're screwing up the, the present day uh, ability for us to touch our consumers in their inbox, as these things change, as device manufacturers get better, as their software gets better, as the tech and the internet service providers get better, and as governments get smarter about data protection and privacy, we're going to continue to see that loss of that real estate in a channel where people want to receive information from us. They, they, consumers tell us, regardless of where we look for the data, that they prefer branded communications in their inboxes, that the place where they like to receive promotional information for brands is in their inbox versus all the other places that we're touching, social, mobile, offline, online. Um, and so we have these thematics coming all together at the same time of, yes, this is a, a channel where consumers are really engaged. They want to hear from us but then everybody's trying to keep us out of the inbox because we've taken advantage of, uh, of the channel more than we ever have done before. And so you've got these competing mediums happening at the same time. Your whole presentation is about making email great again, yeah. uh, maybe playing on some other national yeah. <laughs> politics and stuff yeah, like that yeah. there. But uh, um, can you talk about just sort of the steps that we should start thinking about as we start trying to make our emails uh, just much more engaging, right? Uh, that's what we're trying to get out here. Yeah. Uh, so first design, you've got to make sure that, that that email can be read regardless of the device that it's on and regardless of where someone is looking at that particular email. So from a design perspective, uh, I term it as like a single column skinny layout. You want to make sure that anything that happens within your email design can be flicked with a finger or a thumb because that is what every social network has trained us to do is to flick with a finger or a thumb and tap on things. So utilizing bigger fonts, utilizer big, big, utilizing bigger buttons, um, taking advantage of the fact that we can leverage responsive design in 75% of email clients can leverage responsive email design. So making sure we can design an email that works on a 2400 big old pixel screen down to, you know, an iPhone that's 480 pixels, you know, 480 pixels tall by 320 pixels wide, right? Um, so ensuring that we've got a really great design as it relates to those email campaigns. Uh, and really making sure that we can touch anybody regardless of whether they're in a device or a type of inbox that, that they prefer. So being ubiquitous in that sense. Um, two, uh, making sure that we're taking advantage of all the new interactivity that you can have inside of an inbox. So it used to be, you know, from less than three, four years ago, the vast majority of inboxes didn't support things like GIFs and real-time content and interactive content inside of the inbox. With an iPhone, with an Android phone, with a Gmail, Hotmail, and even with Outlook today, you can do things like GIFs. You can do interactive content like quizzes or, or little game gamification angles inside of emails. You can pull in live content from social into an email campaign. And all of what we're seeing, at least as the analytics show, that when we have those types of interactivity or those newer content types inside of email, we typically see better engagement around those, those email types. So look at it from a design perspective, leverage this technology so you can make emails more engaging. Um, and it's all for naught, probably the last thing that I'll leave someone with is it's all for naught if you don't make it into the inbox. So ensuring that you're authenticated, you're utilizing all the major authentication protocols and you're monitoring your deliverability. And it used to be that 
you couldn't do that monitor your deliverability very well, but there are literally three or four major tools out there today, whether it's Gmail Postmaster Tools or it's Microsoft's SNDNS uh, tool or blacklist monitors from ReturnPath that you can monitor most of the major issues as it relates to deliverability as a small mom and pop shop all the way through an enterprise level organization. So those are probably the core things I tell anybody from, from the start is think about those opportunities to make sure that you can be read, you're doing something a bit interesting and you're actually Actually making it in the inbox as well. You didn't mention this, but uh, it's also being authentic to be human, right? Yeah, I think another big trend is that we have, we think that because, especially in the B2B context, that we need to have this professional tone and we've got to have the right sales and marketing copy, copywriting done. Uh, what we know is that people realize that this is very much a one-to-one -one platform and they want to be communicated in this platform like a friend or a business or a colleague, a business person or a colleague would communicate with them. You know, don't spend, I, I would tell a business, consider testing uh, just a natural language flow versus all of that sales and marketing copywriting that you're doing. Because what you will find is often those campaigns that are a lot more human, that feel more authentic, will perform better than the ones that are positioned with your, the right copywriting and the right marketing speak and, and cross the I's and dot the T's. Uh, one of the more interesting studies that came out late last year was the fact that you're not only seeing white collar workers leverage emojis in uh, just their personal communication, but in business communication as well. Almost 42% of white collar workers report that they're using emojis in day-to-day -day emails and text message conversations with their colleagues. And those are trends that we can tap into as marketers so that it feels like a more authentic conversation that's happening inside of that inbox. And uh, just for you marketers out there, what we're talking about is happy faces and thumbs up. Not some of the more risky things. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't blame us yeah. if that goes poorly for you. Yeah. If anyone wants to learn more about you or Barber and Hewitt, uh, what do they need to do? Super easy. I'm at Michael J. Barber everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, all the major networks. Barber and Hewitt is all spelled out. B-A-R-B-E-R -E and A-N-D. Hewitt, H-E-W-I-T-T. -T. You can tell I've said that a hundred times. Uh, pretty much everywhere online as well. Barberandhewitt.com would be the best place to access us. And you, anybody who's got any questions or follow-ups, just email hello at barberandhewitt.com and I, we will be more than happy to get back to you. Well, great. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for having me. Have a topic you'd like us to consider for the podcast? Email us at podcasts at acton.com. We'd also appreciate it if you subscribe to our iTunes channel and leave us a review. Your feedback is important.